The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. Houston wins it 31-24 in overtime. 12.47 a.m., five-hour, 20-minute delay, long ball game, and it ends in heartbreaking fashion for the Pirates, 317-1250. Ryan Jones fumbles in overtime, and Houston gets the victory tonight over East Carolina, another comeback a la Marshall, but this one ends up uh, with the Pirates coming up short. 317-1250. We'll take your calls on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Clip Brock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here. And we are back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter post-game call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, what a day, what a game, and what a bad result for the Pirates. They lose tonight in overtime to Houston, 31-24. to Houston scores on the uh, first play of OT, and on the second play of East Carolina's drive, a Ryan Jones fumble gives Houston the win. Uh, we have lines locked and loaded as you are up with us late slash early this morning ben ethan cameron and dave uh, hang on one second uh because first up is going to be betty lou in winterville the braves won the nlcs tonight they're going to the world series some of you care some of you don't i don't care if you don't care uh because that brought me some happiness tonight and right after the win i called my grandma to see if uh, she was still up and she watched the game and i recorded the call so the first caller tonight is uh, Betty Lou in Winterville? Oops. Oops. Grandma. We won! We won! I was seeing if you stayed up and watched it. What? I was seeing if you stayed up and watched the whole game. Have you got to do the call-in show tonight? Yep, waiting for the game to end. My goodness, you'll be forever getting out of there. Yeah, probably like 2 o'clock or something. Are you doing it by yourself? No, Shirley and uh, Chandler are here. Well, y'all be careful going home. All right, go Braves. I know, Cliff. I sat here and watched every bit of it. I'm losing my voice. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, well, I'll, go. I'll ride by and see you tomorrow. All right. Yep, All right. Be careful. All right. Bye. Bye. Shirley, Chandler, y'all be careful now. That or is... Betty Lou's going to be upset with you. Yes, That's ma'am. bittersweet right there. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to start it off with a uh, a positive call, and now we'll get to the negativity. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And uh, talk about the Pirates. What if another comeback, Chandler, you called it right before I could say it. Yep. Right when homeboy missed the field goal, it was Marshall all over again. The Pirates, for whatever reason, on offense, get a jolt of energy after a missed field goal, and they scored uh, 14 to tie it. 
but could not finish it off this time. Yeah, as he was lining up for the field goal, I said, if he misses this, I said, this is going to remind me of a particular game earlier this year, that game being Marshall. Sure enough, Pirates come back and tie it. Offense just couldn't get it done. All right, 317-1250. We'll get started with Dave in Greenville. Hey, Dave. Hey, congratulations to your Braves first off. Go Bravos. Thanks. Hey, no problem. Hey, look, so looking at the stats from the game, um, we won pretty much um, all the stats, pretty much. Passing yards we won, total yards we won, um, fumbles. I don't know if we won. I mean, we technically we won because we had more than them. Um, but uh, something that's interesting, first down, I'm sorry, third down efficiency, 1 in 12. Yeah. Fourth down efficiency, 0 oh in 3. Look, the problem is not the defense. The problem is the offense, without a doubt. I mean, the defense played lights out. I know I was making snide comments on Facebook and stuff with my friends and family about um, ECU tonight, you know, rough, you know, start first and second quarter. But realistically, if somebody would have told me we would have had these numbers tonight and we only lost by seven points, I would have been like, you're a liar, you know. So I hope the people betting um, took the bet, took the under or the over. I'm not sure how how that goes. But um, I hate to say, but this one was on the offense and the offensive coordinator. And uh, that's like, what, two two in a row now? Something like that. So uh, uh, other coaches have got fired for less. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, Love the show. Hope you guys have a wonderful night. And go um, Pirates. All right. Thank you, Dave. Uh, No doubt if we're going to point the finger tonight, it will be on the offense and not the defense, which stood tall time and time and time again and gave the Pirates the ball back. Houston did really nothing the entire second half of that football game. And, And East Carolina was able to give the ball back to the offense, which just stalled until that they had that little mini spurt there in the fourth quarter. All right, uh, that opens up a line which fills up very quickly, 317-1250. You can watch our show on Facebook and uh, on YouTube as well and chime in there, as a lot of folks are doing as we speak. Uh, Let's go to Cameron in Greenville next. Hey, Cameron. Hey, Clip. Uh, Another brutal loss for the Pirates. I'm not going to say anything about defense. Defense played their hearts out tonight. And I'll just say our our team played our hearts out tonight. Um, We fought and we battled our way back in the game. that's that's another game that we very easily should have won. But Houston, in my opinion, is the second-best team in the conference with SMU up behind Cincinnati. And I'm proud of the way our defense played. But I'm just going to come out and say, guys, how can anyone, any Pirate fan, any reporter, any analyst that covers ECU football defend some of the decision-making of Donnie Patrick and also Holton Aylers? I'm sorry, Holton Aylers, you make it hard on yourself. You have talent. I just went back and rewatched that uh, third down play when we were running the clock down. We had a chance to get in the field goal, run the clock out, went and win the game on a field goal. Holton had no one in front of him for a good about nine yards. He could have easily ran the ball and got a first down, and we would have been almost on the cusp of field goal range to run and get a few more yards, get in the field goal range, win the game. And he makes an across body pass. He did the same thing last week against the UCF. I just don't understand some of his decision making. He's been quarterback for three years, and you know, the past past few years, you know, he's been more consistent. This year, I just don't know what's up with his inconsistency. And I mean, you, that's a, that's a big time play right there where we can get a first down, milk the clock out, and get in the field goal range, win the game. And you make it a cross spot. I mean, are the coaches telling him not to run? 
I, and, and also the sacks he takes. I just don't I don't understand. He's been quarterback three years. I mean, if this is your third year starting quarterback. You need to be showing consistency. And I think part of it's on him, and part of it's on the offensive coordinator. And I just I I hate it for him, but it is what it is. I don't understand some of the decision-making that Holt Naylor's makes and the play calling by Donnie Kirkpatrick. That's all I would say. These are two games we should have won, UCF, Houston. I'm proud of our Pirates. You know, the season is still ahead of us, guys. I'm not throwing in the towel saying season's over. No one should do that. We come back Thursday night. We get a win. We're back to 500. We beat Temple. We have a winning season. Bowl games are in our grasp. I'm just a little bit puzzled by some of the decision-making that Holt Naylor's makes and also by some of this play calls by Donnie Kirkpatrick. Donnie Kirkpatrick especially. I mean, some of it's indefensible in my opinion. But anyways, I'm proud of the, the way we fought tonight. And go Pirates. I'll see you all on Thursday. All right, Cameron. Well, I mean, a couple of things there. The, the coaches are not telling Holton not to run. Uh, they, we went over, they went over this. What game was it? The UCF game or the – when was the CJ pass in the corner of the end zone? Yeah, we talked to Mike Houston. Uh, was this earlier in the week or last week? We talked about that specific play about him throwing in the back corner of the end zone where he could have ran it. They, they want ha- him to run. They want him to run. They, Holton, want, they you know. want him to have fun. That is the quote from Mike Houston and Donnie Kirkpatrick. They want him to just let loose and have fun. I still don't know why. Well, and we have Holton so on on Mondays on the players lounge and he said i should have ran so it's like it's not that anybody's telling him not to run he's just making that decision in a split second and i said you know chandler we were in here watching it and i said the same thing cameron said that a quarterback that experience just can't make that across the body throw yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, you just can't do that Uh, you're you're not you know that's a a freshman throw that's such a dangerous pass but uh ended up incomplete but Anyway, all right, 317-1250. Ethan's up next in uh, Chesapeake, Virginia. Hey, Ethan. Hey, guys. This is going to sound like a little bit of a broken record just based on what some of the other callers have said, but I'm just going to bring up a couple things. We have our best defensive coordinator the last 10 years on staff. We have a defense that is littered with playmakers, guys like in the secondary at linebacker, and on the D-line. They're making plays all over the field. We have probably the best running back combo that we've had either since uh, Jonathan Williams and Giovanni Ruffin back in the beginning of the rough years or uh, Tay Cooper and Breon Allen also in the rough years. We have some playmakers at wide receiver. Our quarterback even has talent. He's inconsistent, but he's got talent. We have a defensive coaching staff that has a lot of talented coaches that are probably going to end up being coordinators or working in the cartel uh, later on down the line. Yet we still continue to waste all of that talent, all of that coaching ability, by keeping Donnie Kirkpatrick employed. The guy just absolutely has no feel for how to call a consistent game. How many quarters this year – have we been shut out on offense? You know, like how many times have we needed to convert on a key third down and we just haven't gotten it done? You know, like how many times have we gone into it? It's, it's just, it's, it's frustrating. Like I almost didn't want to call in tonight, but I, I just had to after watching that game. We, we we have a really le- legit chance to be a good team next year. Mike Houston needs to take a hard look in the mirror, make some changes this off season, 
Donnie Kirkpatrick is going to be a great guest on the Bud Light pregame tailgate next year. Go Pirates. Have a good night. All right. Thank you, Ethan. Uh, we have seen Mike Houston make a coordinator change uh, already in his tenure here when he uh, fired God, it's late. Bob, Trott. Bob Trott. Thank you, Chandler. Sorry. I couldn't think of his name. And uh, brought in Blake Harrell. Uh, but we'll see after the season on that. 317-1250. Ben is up next in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Hey, Ben. Hey, guys. Hey, I, man, it's just I'm not bringing anything fresh to this call. <laughs> it's the same old thing. Let me start with something great. Our defense can play against anybody. When they play like they played tonight, they can beat anybody. How many sacks did we have tonight? Five or seven? Yeah, they were flying around, man. That was really fun to watch. I mean, I was proud to be a pirate. When you watch those guys leave it all on the field, they, they are insp- playing inspired football. They're not leaving anything back. They're not restraining themselves. They're going after it. Everybody on that decent defensive side of the ball need to give themselves a pat on the back. Yeah, they made a couple of mistakes, but by and large, they played a great game. A great game. I, I, I feel the same way about the offense. And, and by the way, I don't blame Holton. If the quarterback is not getting the job done because of inconsistencies, then the OC needs to make a tough decision and put somebody else in. I mean, at, at the end of the day, the coaches have to coach him up. The coaches have to help him. If he, he's not listening to instruction, then they need to put somebody else in. I love Holt. I think he's a great kid, a great quarterback. But if, if they, we can't blame him if he's not listening to the coaches, then the coaches need to make a tough decision. Otherwise, Mike Houston needs to start making his top five list of OCs he needs to be hiring at the end of the season right now. Don't wait till the end of the season. Start making your list right now. Think about what you want to do. Start putting the plans in place. We had to make a tough decision with Trot. Man, it's paid off in big ways. We saw that tonight. We're going to have to make a tough decision on, on Donnie Kirkpatrick at the end of the season. And we'll see the benefits maybe after a year, but it'll be worth it because fresh ideas we need on offense right now. We need it badly. We have great talent, great talent coming in. We need somebody who's got some fresh ideas that can infuse our offense to where it can be. And we will lead the American in the next two or three years because of it. Anyway, that's all I got. Sorry to have to call keep you guys up late. Go Pirates. All right, Ben. Thanks for calling in and tuning in, man. 317-1250. We got some regulars coming up after this timeout. Kyle in the Grange, Charlie in Pittsburgh, and Kenny in Blunt's Creek. Plus, we have a line open at 317-1250. Shout out to tiebreakers. Chandler enjoyed it so much that he said he is sleeping in till 1230, waking up, and going back to tiebreakers to go watch his Panthers play the Giants on Sunday. Yep. Great spot to uh, watch some football, and uh, I might make an appearance there tomorrow as well to see my awful team play the Green Bay Packers. All right, 317-1250 lines locked and loaded here on a Sunday morn. We'll be back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you on the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. 
We are locked and loaded with calls here at 111. 111 a.m. 317-1250. Kevin, Kenny, Charlie, hang on. Let's go to Kyle in LaGrange next. Hello, Kyle. Oh, what's going on, Cliff? Uh, who's starting game one for your Braves? Uh, John Small, Steve Avery, Tom Glavin. Let's go with the lefty Glavin to get the thing rolling. I just know he'll have a great start, and Dave Justice and the crime dog will get it done. Um, <laughs> great names there. Ron Gant, Terry Pendleton. Bring them all back. Yeah, so I like, when I think Braves, I immediately go to the 90s. Um, you know, I'll, I'll comment on the whole Nayland's 90 Kirkpatrick thing. You know, sometimes I wonder if it's more Donnie being a bad OC as it is two things. I th- I don't think he's a quarterback coach. I think, you know, I don't know if he was a quarterback coach any other time in his career, maybe at JMU, uh, coach receivers. He's been a head coach at the FCS level. But I really don't know if he's a good quarterback coach. Um, if if if, if uh, Houston decides to keep him for another year, it might be a good idea to bring in a quarterback coach uh, to help develop Mason Garcia. You know, Holton kind of is what it is at this point. Um, I don't really think Holton has advanced his game over the time he's been here the way you would think he has or would have, should have, whatever. Um, the other thing is the O-line. The, the O-line, you know, at, at times struggles. They, they, you know, Houston was just bringing three. They, they weren't doing any exotic blitzes, and they were having trouble with them. That's kind of what Houston does anyway. They, 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 they you know, get pressure with their, with their front, and – um, they do it on against everybody. It ain't just us. But uh, defense played well. My my biggest concern. It is what it is. We lost in overtime. These tough losses. They're gonna start getting to the team mentally. And after that freaking rain delay, that you lose in overtime. We have to turn around and play Thursday. I wish to God we could move this game to Saturday. Uh, that's my bigger concern. Is will this team be able to turn it back on? Get over this loss. Uh, all the extra stuff that comes with getting, I don't know what time they'll get back in town, 8, 9 in the morning, and it's already going to be a short week. So I'm scared of Houston beating us twice, really. Uh, we got three games coming up, but we're the much better team. We're better than South Florida, we're better than Temple, and we're better than Memphis. And uh, we should win these next three. But, man, sometimes the team can beat you twice, and I hope that don't happen this week. I hope Houston can get them focused because uh, we should win Thursday night and, and, and really have a chance to get on a winning streak. I I don't want to be too negative. I know I have a history of being super negative, but uh, the defense is good, and it's frustrating to keep losing these close games. And I'm just concerned what's going to happen Thursday night. Like I say, um, being repetitive here, but I hope we can get it locked in and uh, find a way to win Thursday night. I'll hang up. Go for it. All right, Kyle. Um, definitely a favorable uh, matchup against South Florida, but to your point, you don't want tonight's loss or this morning's loss to linger. Because by the time the Pirates get back here, it'll be, I don't know, Sunday afternoon. I mean, you're losing almost a day uh, due to this thing being pushed back so much. So uh, it is a very, very quick turnaround for Thursday night's blackout at Dottie Ficklin Stadium. 317-1250. Charlie is up next in Pittsburgh. Hello, Charlie. Clipper. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, where's Weaver at tonight? Uh, I guess he's got a uh, something in his contract that says he can't work past midnight or something. <laughs> Rookie. <laughs> that's it's pretty weak, if you ask me, Charlie. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's you know, one fifteen. You guys are riding there, and you know nobody's riding shotgun with you. Yeah. Anyway, boy, that one hurt. Um, but you know what? 
honestly, it, it, it didn't it didn't hurt the way it would have if we'd have uh, quit at the start of the fourth quarter and lost this game by 17 points. Um, you know, I, I, the team didn't quit uh, on both sides of the ball, uh, fought hard, and, um, you know, that's just the way it rolls. And hopefully soon it'll start rolling our way. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I like, like I said, I took a lot more positives from this game than I did negatives. I mean, obviously we got to figure out something on offense, but goodness gracious, how can you not be excited about that defensive play? I mean, I don't know. I look down the rest of the schedule, and I don't see many teams between here and Cincinnati that we can't beat, uh, you know, if, if, if well, in the way we can. Chandler and I were just talking outside, and he said, uh, I don't know, you said something about the defense and how pumped up you were moving forward. And I said the way this defense plays week in and week out, that the confidence level that I still have in this football team is through the roof. Because, because if they, yeah, it, it keeps you in every single game. Absolutely. Maybe outside of Cincinnati because they're elite, but to uh to what you're saying charlie uh, the, the defense really does make you believe that going into a game if your offense can just put together a few drives uh we can pull the thing out that's right i mean if we you know if we can if we can get a few you know things cleaned up on offense and figure out how to get a little more production um you know we're gonna be winning ball games guys and uh this game coming up thursday i mean i know the boys are gonna be tired but um it, that's you know that's a that's a game we need to win and um I hope the Pirate fans will get out there and stands. I'm going to be there, and uh, I'll leave it at that. Go Pirates. All right. There is Charlie in Pittsburgh, 317-1250. Let's go next to Kenny in Blunts Creek. Hey, Kenny. Hey, good morning, Cliff. Good morning. Uh, well, I know you're excited about your Braves, and uh, that was uh, good to see them win. Yep. Look, I'm not going to be upset with the Pirates at all tonight because we, in the past, and it just, just recently, you know, we were getting blowed out in these games. You know, we had no defense. Our offense couldn't keep up with nothing. I mean, that game would have been a year or so ago. We'd have probably lost that by 20, 30 points. But we're not. We're in these games. Uh, you, you go back and look at this game. Defense played lights out tonight. They, they, they deserve every accolade they get tonight when people are talking about the defense comes down to a couple of plays in my book you got the early interception in the end zone where they call us for the guy tripping and falling down and McMillan gets a he gets an interception they get a touchdown after that all right later they mug cj going across the middle and they don't call it we give up a uh, kickoff return which you cannot do you know you kick it to the bet one of the best guys in the in the country and he runs it right down our throat and don't even get touched. And then I, I still, can you explain to me how when the ball is in the air halfway to a receiver and one of our receivers is getting punched like a thug or from a thug and they say it's after the play, that cost us. So, I mean, yes, East Carolina never gets the calls by the officials for some reason. But we were there. We had our chances. Wish, wish we'd have kind of went on offense instead of defense in the uh, overtime. But, hey, man, you know, that's the way it rolls sometimes. But can you explain to me how our guys getting punched in the throat and, and they call that after the play? I mean, it, it, so if the ref misses it, that's one thing, but clearly he saw it because he called it a penalty. So I don't understand why he didn't know or didn't uh say that the play was still going on should have been a first down for east carolina i can't explain that 
Yeah, you, you go back and watch it. He's already throwing the flag, and the ball hadn't even got to the receiver yet. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. ball was airborne. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's another call. But like I said, the, the interception in the first, we, we should have had that. Uh, they ended up getting seven points. And, and like I said, they run a kickoff back. So that, that, that hurt us. But everybody wants to jump on Holton. Man, you know, we ain't in these games without Holton. Do, do all of us uh, want to be OCs? I, I like to give Donnie a little crap. I, I don't like some of his play calling, but, I mean, they they see more than we do. Uh, I do wish that we could get uh, Keaton Mitchell out in the open a little bit. Maybe need to go back and watch a little tape on how C.J. Johnson used to get the ball out in the flats with a little dump pass. But uh, I think there's a lot more positives this whole season out of the night. We're in these games. We get a couple of breaks, make our own breaks, and we'll be winning these games. And I'm telling you, it's going to start rolling, and, and, and we're going to be, we're going to be a, a happy pirate nation. So uh, let's, let's load it up, get in the cars, get packed up, be there Thursday night, pack the stadium, and uh, let's go get a win, go Pirates, and uh, y'all get to bed here soon. All right, Kenny. Thanks, man. There's Kenny in Blunts Creek. Uh, wear your black and head out to Dottie Ficklin Stadium. And while you're tailgating, listen to the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll be with you 3.30 coming up this Saturday. Let's go next to Kevin in Burlington. Hey, Kevin. Hey. By the way, I got to tell y'all, uh, I always give y'all kudos first. I didn't even know if there was going to be a call-in show after the five-hour rain delay, but Shirley said it was like, you know, a requirement. Or- well, so it's our job. We do our job. And I'm going to flat out tell you, to all of you, Shirley included, God bless you um, for the forum that you give us pirate fans i have been drinking for five hours so no way (laughs) no 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 way um i actually have nothing negative to say um i i would like to say um i'm proud of the way the pirates came back never thought that our defense would be the way it was tonight um we literally should have won three games this year. South Carolina, Central Florida, and this one. But I'm going to tell you, we didn't. But if anybody doesn't understand that Mike Houston's got this going in the right direction, and I'm I'll be honest. I'm not sold on Donnie Kirkpatrick. We go down the field, and everybody knows there's like a 15-play script. Okay? We go down the field, we get a field goal, and then we go, you know, throw the bomb. And we score 10 points within, you know, and then we give up the, the run back. But we were in this game, and then it's all of a sudden, it's like we fell into a lull. And I don't understand why. Um, it, it's like either we, in some of the games, we started slow, and then during the second and third quarter, we come on like barnstormers. 
Or we start the game good, and then we go into this lull for like two quarters. And I guess all I'm I'm trying to ask is what Lincoln Riley back in the day would put his foot on the gas and he never stopped. So either we should start that way and finish that way. And I don't understand what Donnie Kirkpatrick is doing. It can you shed some light? I cannot. Uh, I cannot, Kevin. But um, no, I don't. Have, I don't. I don't have the answers for you. It's too late. Uh, but anything else, man? We gotta. We gotta go. No, I'm good. I'm. I'm I just want to say, go Braves in the World Series. I'm a Braves fan, and go Pirates. All right, buddy. There's uh, Kevin in Burlington. Three one seven twelve fifty. Austin, Justin, B. Pays. You are up next on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show on a Sunday morn. We'll be back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. Let's look at your top 25 scores. Uh, Number two, Cincinnati survived Navy. Uh, 27 to 20. Number seven, Penn State fell to Illinois in one of the craziest games you'll ever see in nine overtimes. The Finding Illini picked off uh, Penn State 22 18. Michigan beat Northwestern 33 to 7. It was Oklahoma surviving Kansas 35 to 23. Wake Forest beat Army 70 to 56. It was Purdue losing to Wisconsin 30 to 13. Pittsburgh got a win over Clemson 27-17. It was Ole Miss over LSU 31-17. Oklahoma State lost to Iowa State 24-21. It was Oregon over UCLA 34-31. Alabama beat up on Tennessee 52-24. And NC State loses to Miami by a final of 31-30. And that is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall as your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in Eastern North Carolina. Open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow The Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule. And we'll see you at The Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, late into the evening, early in the morning, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we are here with you taking your calls on the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Call-In Show. And the passionate Pirate fan base is up with us. And uh, that's why we do the show. So we can hear what you have to say after each and every East Carolina football game. We'll have another late night for you. Hopefully not as late coming up Thursday night after ECU and USF. Um, if you guys want to talk into your mics while we're doing the show, that's fine. We'll do it like the broadcast tonight. Uh, and yeah. Shirley, if you could tell hey, me the caller and one. what line. Uh, camera one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody move Clip's mic because it's kind of... It's okay, awesome. we're gonna go. Uh, Clip, move we're gonna go bit. Austin here first. Clip, move left a little bit. Okay. Okay, we're gonna go to the first caller here. Clip. First caller to the. Hey, move yeah. your uh, McDonald's cup a little bit to the right. Okay. All right, there we go. Right, Wait, my uh, right or stage right? Stage right. Let's take this call. All right. Well, let's take this call. Three. They can None of them can hear this, right? No. Okay. All right. Just making sure. 
317-1250, Austin is up in Charlotte. Hey, Austin. Hey, y'all hear me? Yeah, we got you. Uh, just making sure with all the confusion. Um, <laughs> so I'm a little bit of a Pirate fan. So I'm a freshman this year, and I remember the earliest game I remember was probably the Kentucky, the Liberty Bowl versus Kentucky. I don't know if y'all remember that. Oh, yeah. So I, I grew up in kind of a – the winning ECU culture, like when we were coming up. So, um, obviously I'm on board with everyone. Everyone's saying we should be six and one right now. Easily should it be South Carolina. Should it be UCF? Should it be Houston with easily. And obviously I think Donnie Finch Patrick should be gone. I, I'm, I'm all, totally on board with everyone on that. I think Holton is, I think it's more the offensive line and the play con. I like him. I, he, I think he's a tough kid, even though I'm a kid. But I think he's tough. Like, you know what I mean? So, I like him. I want to see what Mason can do a little bit. But I like where Holden's going. And I think we're cool on that on that route. But I think the main problem is, like, the student section. Because I've, I've, been, I've been going to every ECU game since since 2008. As long as I can remember, I've been going to every game, and I've been at every home game. And there's like everyone's leaving at halftime. Everyone's leaving after the first quarter, no matter what the score is. Like we need the fan support. I don't think people understand how much that like impacts the team. Because when they look up and they see the stands, because it used to be packed back in the day, about back in like 2012, 2013, when we had uh, Shane Card, Justin Hardy, and all them. You know, we had 50,000 in Downey Thickland. And now we got maybe thirty thousand by the start of the game, and then we got less than that at halftime. And they come out and see that, especially the South Carolina game. That was the main thing to me. So I think we get that, and I do think we're up. Mike Houston, people saying that he should be fired. Nah, he's a good coach. I like where he's taking this program. We should be good. I think Donnie Fitzpatrick should be gone. Personally, I don't like what he's doing at all some of the play calls and everything. But Mike Houston, he turned uh, James Madison around. I think he, we're going up. Even if we don't make a bowl game. And, yeah, we got a chance this year. But I like where he's taking us. So I think right. the main problem is getting the fans behind us. So I'll let y'all take it back. All right. Thanks, uh, Austin and Charlotte. Donnie, uh, it's Donnie Kirkpatrick. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you got to give the fans something to, to stay in their seats for. But – um, like he said, sometimes it, ECU could be winning or it could be a good game, and you see students leaving early because they'd rather go party or make a TikTok or whatever the kids are doing these days. Well, I'll take Fitz, Fitzpatrick as well. Are you Donnie Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Okay, a little Fitz magic. Well. All right, uh, 317-1250, Justin's up in New Bern. Hey, Justin. Hey, boys um, and Shirley. Uh I don't know if Austin realized this, but tonight's game was on the road. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm to be honest with you, I know y'all don't want to hear this tonight of all nights, but I am kind of excited to see the crowd fired up and this passionate because, hey, four or five years ago, we'd have killed for this show tonight. So let's be thankful for that first and foremost. Now, I am the last person to criticize a student athlete. But now that we're in the age of the NIL, 
and they're getting paid by pirate radio and you know other entities and whatnot they have opened themselves up to a little more criticism in my mind and holton has to go i'm sorry anybody who watched this team tonight and has watched this team over the last few years knows that we are so close to taking that next step to being really good we are right there on the cusp and Holden's the only thing I think that's holding us back. And I disagree with all these previous callers that are all on Donnie Cage, but because I think his hands are tied. I mean, how can you call plays when you don't have a quarterback that you trust? When we get the ball there, that last possession at the end of regulation, all we got to do is go down the field and, you know, get maybe 40 yards and we're in field goal range to win the game. And Holton makes that boneheaded play where he throws against his body into quadruple coverage. How are you supposed to call plays when you've got to worry about that? When we get into overtime, okay, he runs the ball with Keaton Mitchell, then he tries to run a, a sweep to, to you know Jones, and, and it ends up with the fumble. That shows you that he has zero faith in Holton Aylers. And we've got a large enough sample size now to understand what we have with Holton. And I know there's certain people who love to, you know, parade around when he has a good game and all this. And, he, yeah, he, he has a, a handful of great games in his career. But we've got a large enough sample size to know that those games are the exception to the rule. That's not the the, the usual thing. And so now I think is the time to make a change because I agree with Kyle and the Grange that the next three opponents we play, we are better than. And I think we'll win those games – in spite of Holton Aylers. So if you're going to make a change, now's the time. Because, I mean, it's going to be the same old cycle. Holton's going to probably play great against South Florida because they're terrible. He's probably going to throw for 350 yards, and he's going to look good. He's going to regain the faith of the fan base and the coaches and whatever. And then two more games down the line, we're going to be back at the same position. So it's time to make a change. We've seen enough of this. It's time to move forward. And I understand the arguments against it. But I'm sorry, I've seen enough. Thank you. All right, thank you, uh, Justin. I was kind of surprised. We, I mean, the perfect time to see another quarterback was after Ayler's got his bell rung at the goal line and had to come out for a play, and the, then he misses one play and comes back in. I thought we might see uh, some extended Mason Garcia minutes there. What do you do? Come in and hand it off one play, and that was it. Yeah, he handed it off to the running back. I don't know who the running back was, but that was yeah. it for Mason Garcia. And was all she wrote uh 317-1250 b pays is up in raleigh what's up pays uh hold on i want to get the uh defensive coverage from that former play hold on okay all right <laughs> that was that all night tonight i thought i kept hearing things but y'all right. Right. they were just yeah they were uh can i get the uh shirley get pays in my left headphone i need pays over here <laughs> all, all all night all night long my cup okay chandler <laughs> Turn pays up a little bit. Turn pays up. Uh, Chandler, could you uh, get me a coffee with extra sugar? Uh, <laughs> How many scoops? <laughs> I'm just shocked. Like, you know, usually when you have a hot mic like that, they say something they're not supposed to. I can't believe we didn't have one of those moments <laughs> on the air. Like, 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 man, this game sucks. These teams are terrible. <laughs> something like that. But look at the hot co Oh yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Brent Musburger tonight or something. Go out and throw the football with Dad. Yeah. All right. Anyway, what you got, Pace? It's all good. It's all good. Now, uh, first of all, give, gotta give Blake Carroll credit tonight. I mean, those guys. Uh, I 
that's the best defense I've seen. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe since Skip's, you know, Jay Ross and those guys, C.J. Wilson, that's probably that's probably the best defense we've seen. I mean, they were definitely flying around. Now, the previous call I disagree with a little bit because, listen, if if Donnie Kirkpatrick is Holton's, you know, his offense coordinator, and Holton has got worse than he has, then at the end of the day, it's on Donnie Kirkpatrick to make him better. And if he can't make him better, and if it's not getting in his head, then that's on a coaching thing. And listen, I get it, but it's, it's in any business you're ever in. If you're a boss and your people don't do what they're supposed to do, everything rolls downhill. And that's just a thing with Holton. I mean, I, you know, worse. And, you know, in the last year and a half, two years, he's, something, something's not clicking and he's gotten worse. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know if Garcia's ready yet. I mean, I don't know if Flynn is good. I've, I've had a couple people say Flynn looks good in practice. I don't know, but at some point they've got, you know, it's, I mean, there's, they're three and four and with, Decent quarterback play. They're six and one. I mean, they beat UCF. They beat South Carolina. They win a ball game tonight. So um, Mike Houston's got him on the right path, but he's going to have to make a decision on that because if he don't, is you know, East Carolina got to be a little bit progressive. You know, I, you know, I heard Steve Logan's voice in my head all night tonight. You know, during some of these plays, like, you know, what are we doing? But Donnie's going to have to. He's got to make a decision on Donnie. So, but. Congratulations on your braids, too, man. I thought I about you when I was watching. I, was, I had both of them on here, so I know you were happy. So, man, go past. We need to win on Thursday and win the next three. And uh, I think we can actually win the next four because I think we can beat Navy. I, mean, I don't think the only game I don't think we can beat is, is Cincinnati. So, we'll see what plays out. All right, Pace. Thanks for uh, staying up late with us, man. There's B. Pace calling in tonight from Rollywood. Uh, let's go to Gastonia next and talk to Gary. Hello, Gary. Hey, man, how y'all doing? Good, how are you? Well, I'm kind of frustrated. Uh, I mean, you guys just, we just keep, you know, BS. Uh, Farce you, high school, born and raised, that's just where it is. And, uh, you know, we're, we'll, we'll keep on, we'll keep on getting the beatings until we decide to not get beat anymore. And, uh, you know, you guys just eat it up. Eat it up with just getting lost. Uh, you know, we'll we'll call in Morgan Aylers. We'll call in you know Holton. We'll call in everybody, but uh, we won't hold anybody accountable uh, until you guys want to do it. And and honestly, <laughs> hold on. What are you talking about, man? What are you What are you saying? Man, uh, no, man. What I'm talking about is that is that you guys have you guys have the coach that just you know calls in and gives his his, uh, his his opinion but but you guys just literally sit there and suck the tit of you know everybody else Morgan and Holton. Who's the coach that calls in? What are you talking about? No, I'm saying you guys literally just don't give a dang about anything other than your your brand and and literally we're literally watching Holton Aylers just suffer through it. If Holton if <clears throat> just decided to become a tight end 
he would do more for this university in one year, and he would look so valuable to the entire brand mm-hmm. than anybody else. But he won't do it. And you guys, you know, you guys always have Morgan and Holton every week. It, it, it's so frustrating. Like, when are we going to get past this? Past what? Why are we not going to play the best athlete? I'm not a coach. Why, why are we not promoting the best athlete? Why are we not doing the best for the university? Why are we not? I don't know. Why aren't you doing it, Gary? Well, man. You guys have such a stronghold. You do. You do. You know you do. Wait a minute. Are you Gary or Larry? Who's Larry? It must be your cousin in Texas. I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to talk about? No. My, my name is Gary James. You need it's fine um y'all y'all I, I i don't get it i don't get it okay man i don't either why why are we promoting a losing brand right now when we could have a winning brand and just try to do something i don't know what that means i don't understand what you mean what do you mean what do you mean you don't understand what i mean why are we promoting a losing brand when we can promote a winning brand? What the hell does that mean? What does that mean? I don't understand what that means. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Tell me right now. Tell me right now. When you have a four-star athlete that could be a starter right now, <laughs> and we are not... Wait a minute. Are you going to be Terry in Tennessee next week? And then Mary in Maryland. And then Harry in Henderson. Ooh, maybe Larry and Lee. Nah, you already used Larry, dummy. Yeah, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. The point, the point is, is that we have a four-star athlete mm-hmm. sitting on the bench. Yeah. We have a guy that for the second week in a row has literally not run for a touchdown or a first down when the opportunity was given to him. Yeah. Does that not frustrate you? Definitely. Okay. So So like so so why so why are we why are we excited about that? Why are we- Nobody's excited about it, dummy! Who's excited? Have you listened to the show? Who has called in excited about what's happening? What is wrong with you? No, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just the problem is, is that we accept it. We're accepting mediocrity. Mediocrity. Go eat some fried okrity. All right, Gary, Larry, Sherry, Terry, I'm done. Bye. Call us Thursday night with your dumb... Jesus Christ, sorry. <laughs> we need to bleep that. John and Greenville's up next. Hey, John. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me get him up. All right, go ahead. Hey, John. Hey, how are you guys doing? <laughs> Great. Thanks for asking. Uh, I think Larry's an idiot, uh, personally. 
that was really hard to listen to. Um, look, I got something very far-fetched for you guys tonight, all right? I don't think many people are going to agree with it. But I think we need to bring back Coach Mo. Oh, my God. What are we doing? What? What are we doing, y'all? We're here at 1.47 a.m., and we're talking about Coach Mo. Coach Mo beat UNC and NC State. I haven't seen Mike Houston do that. All right. Well, maybe we'll do that this offseason. Mike Houston hasn't beaten either one of them. And he played. He played State. So why are we bringing back Coach Mo and Jeff Crawford? Because they just need another chance. All right. There's John in Greenville. Thanks, John. 317-1250. We need a break. We need a bullet. And I know it's 2 o'clock in the morning, but anybody, anybody that calls into this show and says that Scotty Montgomery needs to come back. He's trying to be funny. 317-1250. Shirley, please take us to break. Please get me out of here. Please. Chandler. Somebody, let's go to break. <laughs> Can we go to break? Shirley, stop taking calls. Shirley, please, please, please. I just want to go to break. She said, "Hold on." I just want to go home. I just want to. Oh, and can I say one thing? I'll get to this caller in just a second. I just want to say one thing because I'm sick and tired of hearing it. Uh oh. This four-star, you know, athlete that I keep hearing about. The stars don't mean squat when it comes to getting on the field and playing in real game situations. There is a big difference between a four-star athlete in high school and somebody that comes over here because a lot of times there are kids that peak in high school and some kids that peak in college. So when you get to college, four stars don't mean squat. And I'm tired of hearing of it because if the coaches don't think that whoever this four-star quarterback, and I'm I'm assuming that they're talking about Garcia, if they say he's not ready, then he's not ready. Point blank. I'm just tired of hearing about this four-star mess because there there's absolutely <laughs> no reason that we should be laying that at the hands or at the feet of a quarterback that the coaches don't think is ready to be a backup quarterback. End of story. I'm going to answer this call. Let's go to break. All right. 317-1250. Heidi says we should call uh, Grandma Brock back. Uh, Corey Glor is tuned in. He wanted me to tell y'all hello. And hello. He also said that was me on the phone. Sorry. That was not Corey Glor. That was Glor, not but, Corey Glor. 317-1250. But it was definitely Larry. Same points as Larry. Larry is Gary. I love how he's disguising Gary his name. is Larry. I'm going to have a conspiracy board up here behind me. You remember uh, the meme with the Spider-Man? <laughs> like there's three of them. They're pointing at each other. Yes. Larry, Gary, Larry, and Sherry. <laughs> Hi, this is Sherry from Charlotte. <laughs> That's going to be the call on Thursday. All right, it's 150 in the morning. It's local politics, bud. (laughs) We'll be back after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, 317-1250. We're back on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show. It is 1.55 a.m., and we're here taking your calls thanks to 
tiebreakers for the awesome, supposed to be post-game food. We had in-game food tonight, almost pre-game food, as uh, the Pirates got a little delayed. I was going to say, I brought it, and the Braves were still playing. <coughs> they had announced the kickoff was going to be at 920. I want to say I brought the food at like 8.50, 8.55. A great pre-game meal. We had two uh, pre-game meals today, so... I went with the uh, bacon cheeseburger, and uh, it was fantastic. Some awesome food at Tiebreakers and all the TVs. So you can watch all the sports action. Uh, might be there tomorrow. All right, uh, LJ, Keith, Isaac. and uh, Hang on. Let's go to Jackson and Greenville. Hey, Jackson. Hey there. Hello. I just want to salute our boys playing our, playing our butts off today. It was, it was a good play. Especially against a good team, and uh, I just want to say uh, the, the coaching, the people that are calling in talking about Scotty, coaching better than Houston, don't have an idea what they're doing, talking about. I think Houston's our future right there. It was a good quarterback. Program's building up right there. I appreciate you guys coming in late like this, doing the call-in show. All right, yeah, thank you, uh, Jackson, for calling in and uh, staying up. Anything else, man? Oh, he's gone. All right, there is Jackson in Greenville. 317-1250, let's go to Zebulon and talk to Isaac. Hello, Isaac. Hello. Actually, uh, I know Jackson. Uh, I was calling him, texting with him the whole game. All right. Pretty funny that he got on right before me. But, yeah, I'm normally there with them, and uh, we normally talk and whatnot about – pretty much the same thing y'all are doing but we do it in game but uh it's uh ecu football it is it's been a pretty much a roller coaster for the last what i'd say 10 years this time we got had ups and downs big wins big losses uh tonight uh actually my buddy jackson he told me he said uh it it wasn't a win for houston it was a loss for us so uh this was another one of our big losses might take us out of bowl contention but I mean, it was a hard-fought game for in the first and fourth quarter. Second and third, only uh, defense fought for us. Offense, not so much. Uh, and I think the thing with the offense is it's just there's some things that aren't communicating. Like, there was a bunch of missed passes. Uh, there were some that were on target. Some weren't. Some were thrown up, uh, like the one to Snead right at the goal line before we got the touchdown. Uh, that were 50-50 balls, and he just throws them out there so that the receivers can make a play on them, which they got to do here and there. But uh, which I think that's where we lose our ball game at is them in between balls that are thrown up. Uh, well, to that point, Isaac, I hadn't really brought it up, but <laughs> I think we rely a little bit too much on that on our offense. I don't know if it's because they don't trust the O line to block, so. They just run a basic go route and let Holton throw it, basically a fade, and and hope the receiver can come down with it. But it seems like we uh, we go to that well quite a bit on offense. Yeah, definitely. And most of the time it's the Snead, and I think uh, other defenses have picked up on that. So they'll cover him, and then they'll leave either Omotosho or Hatfield uh, out or like open, and then so Ailes will try to throw it to them. And it's that same kind of ball, but they don't, make the same kind of plays that Snead has over the last, what, three or four years. They just, like, even though they're taller, they should be able to make those plays, but they're not as, uh, I'd say, sporadic as he is and able to make those plays. All right, Isaac. Anything else, man? 
Uh, nope, that is it. I hope to uh, have a good game on Thursday, ready to be back at home, make the, make the games a little better and easier to watch. Yes, sir. If you have something. Like, you feel like you have a piece of, piece of skin in the game at least. Yeah, let's uh, make it loud on Thursday night. Appreciate you uh, calling in, man. Yeah, no problem. You have a good one. All right, you too. Uh, 317-1250. Let's go next to Keith in Greenville. Hello, Keith. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thanks for calling in, man. So I got to say, we're. by the way, y'all do a great job. Appreciate it. Right. But we're right there. Y'all know everyone wants to be negative, but we are right there to win the games again. And you know what we need? We need people to give money. All right. That's it. Give money. Yep. Empty your uh, your pockets. Yep. All right. You, Pirate Club, whatever. I mean, people to give money, and we're right there. We are right there. But I appreciate y'all. All right. Stay up this late. Thank you for staying up late with us, man. All right. First time caller. Yep, we got it. All right, thanks, Keith. Short and sweet. There is Keith in Greenville. Give money. 317-1250, let's go to LJ in Texas. Hello, LJ. How you doing, that Clip? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I was doing good, good until we went into overtime. Um, I just I agree with Shirley. Um, we need to stop making that that point about Mason Garcia being a four-star quarterback. It does not mean deadly squat until you can perform on the field like a four-star. Um, I don't know if anybody pays attention, but Mason Garcia doesn't even wear a dog on headset on the sideline. So evidently he doesn't know the plays or he knows them already. So guys need to go to the game and watch what's going on. Uh, my second point is that there are so many bad things that go on with the offense. Sometimes they come in cycles. Sometimes they go back to back to back. Sometimes they go for a whole quarter. But the offensive line play is, is where it all begins and ends. Um, we cannot have Holton making freshman mistakes thrown across his body. That is a big no-no. They teach you that in Little League. Um, the inconsistency with him and 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 the, the the connection between the receivers is it is just not there. But you can't put it on one person. But the defense gives you eight turnovers and we can't put any points on the board. That is a bad deal. If you go back and count, they probably it's probably more than eight, but they, I knew it was at least seven or eight three and outs and we can't put any points on the board. That's that's a bad deal. Now, I do believe that we're heading in the right direction. What the combination is for us to win, I do not know. But I know if it was me, but I'm not. I'm just a bump on the log. But if it was me, I'm not going to deal with a third-year player making freshman mistakes. If that's the case, I'm going to put the freshman in and give him four years to correct all of those mistakes that the third-year player is making. I don't know if it's Mason Garcia. I don't know if it's Stubblefield. I don't know if it's Flynn. I don't know if it's the other guy, Walter Simmons. But there has to be a change. And 
couple weeks back when a guy said if Mike Houston wants to fall on the knife for Donnie Kirkpatrick, then so be it because he is the sole, sole leader of this team. And that's all I got to say, guys. It was a disappointing loss, but I do, I do think the defense is doing us a great justice, but we just can't put any points on the board. Kept him in the game all night, LJ. You're right, and it was very frustrating. And uh, we mentioned it earlier. I echo your comments that that is a uh, a rookie mistake that, that can't be made by a quarterback that uh, has played so many snaps for East Carolina. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. And also, by the way, man, as somebody who uh, is in you know broadcasting and and has follows a lot of great voices, you got a fantastic voice. People in the Facebook are comparing it to Morgan Freeman and. Uh, tone loke i don't know if you're familiar with him but you got a great voice <laughs> well i appreciate it clip i've been to the last three games i've been to the to the uh two lane game i went to ucf and i've been to visited houston and uh, well, i'm from texas but okay uh, i just uh I, it's sometimes it's like watching paint dry when we go just just two quarters with with nothing yeah like we can't get a field goal we can't we can't move the ball um and and i'm not gonna say it, it's not just one thing there's so many things that happen you know and people need to understand that football and i played it my whole life football is 11 individuals doing their job you have to have all 11 individuals doing their job and uh, sometimes that breaks down but uh uh, I just think this. I, I see the I see the potential, but I just I make this comparison. I think we got a Ferrari race car and we got a Volkswagen engine. Yeah, LJ, good stuff, man. Thanks for hanging out with us late tonight. Y'all be safe and thank you guys for for staying up so late. Yes, sir. You got it. Great call. Call back anytime. There's uh, LJ in Texas. With the voice of the night. Good Lord. I couldn't get over it. And he made some great points. I'm sorry. I was just distracted by Now, the, that is the fifth quarter after dark right there. You know, people are that saying. That was uh, for the ladies. For the ladies. ladies. What, what, what did they but, used to call uh, The slow j- And what was it? Uh, quiet Storm? I tell what you was what? that night show that we used to listen to way back in the day? Ask I think B it was Pace. the quiet. I'm sure. He'll. I think it's the Quiet Storm. Okay. B Pays, correct me if I'm wrong. He also sounds like the guy that does the Dodge Ram commercials. Dodge Ram. <laughs> You're talking about um, mustache. Um, what, uh, Sam, Elliot, Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliot. Yeah. Uh, Dodge. And we got uh, Funky Cole Medina was said in the Facebook chat too. There was some tone look there as uh, well. James Earl Jones has been put in the comment section. <laughs> that dude was awesome. Uh, this is a very weird show. <laughs> I actually had. Uh, I'm, I'm going to call him out just because he was he was uh, very gracious, but uh, Chip Wall called in. And uh, Chip called and he said, sounds like you guys are having a rough night over here on the fifth quarter. Do we need to drop by and uh, drop off some beer for you guys? <laughs> I was like, no, we're good. Put we're it good. on the step and uh, <laughs> and let knock three times. and <laughs> knock, knock three times and let us know when you drop it off. But, All right. Uh, yeah, let's get a break in. Let's do that. 317-1250. We'll have more. Uh, we have open lines for the first time. If you have a great bo- voice, a bad voice, a conspiracy if your name rhymes with scary, uh, call in 317-1250. We're back with more on the fifth quarter after this.
You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, we got some open lines, 317-1250. Back with you on the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. Let's uh, go back to the phone lines and talk to Chandler in Greenville. Hello, Chandler. Hey, Clip, man. I I just I feel sorry for you guys. That I feel sorry for all of us that we were subject to hearing that Scotty Montgomery would be a better option than Mike Houston take over the football program i mean that might be the worst take i've ever heard in the history of ecu football we as a football program are going places we we had the we had the ball game tonight but thinking positively we did a we did a lot of things great our defense stepped up holton yes he could have made some better smart plays but I don't think the moment is too big for him. I think he can still be a competent starting QB. This whole Mason Garcia talk is just nonsense. I think we are going places. We're still in contention for the bowl. And uh, it's just ridiculous the amount of pessimism that people have came on here talking tonight after a loss like this. This this shows the integrity of our program to a whole nother level than two years ago when we were struggling for three wins. Now we're going places. That's all I have to say. Thank you guys for staying up late. Y'all have a great night. Thanks, Chandler. Uh, we, you know, if we did this show on Tuesday afternoons rather than right after the game, we'd probably have more calls about, you know. Dang, that was we were right there with a chance to beat five and one Houston on the road, and we just didn't get it done. We got to pick things up offensively. Holden's got to play better. Donnie's got to call better. But man, we're so close. But we do this show right when the final whistle sounds, and we are very emotional. As whether you're a Pirate supporter, sports fans in general, we we have an emotional tie to the team, and when things don't go right, we act irrational at times i certainly do it with with my teams and at times east carolina um so you know that, that's why you hear a lot of the uh the frustration i do agree with a a point that was made earlier in the show that and i thought about it even during the game like man we are in these games on the road which is completely different uh from where we've been you know, just a few years ago, where we would just get blown out, and we had no. Re- How many games do we have no reason to watch the second half of? And you just kind of, I couldn't flip it off because I had to watch it to talk about it afterwards. But so many times we were out of it in the late second, early third quarter. There was no point of watching the second half. Now we're in these games, and it's just frustrating to lose them because, good grief, that is three. I'm not going to say the App State game. They they dominated pretty good that night in Charlotte. But South Carolina, UCF, Houston, got to win them, point blank. I mean, it, it's no, it's not horseshoes and hand grenades. Who cares if you're close? Uh, it's not a win. But taking a step back, it is, it's nice to be in this position. It's fun to care again and to not be apathetic. And uh, so, yeah, there you go. Chandler, you got anything? I mean, coaches preach um, all the time. Just let's have a chance in the fourth quarter. Let's have a chance to win. And the Pirates and 
just about every game this year I've had a chance to win, especially the last two, UCF and tonight against Houston. Yeah. And uh, tonight, I think I mentioned to you off the air earlier, but it seemed like there was like four or five possessions in the last three minutes of the game. Oh, yeah. Two for each team. Yep. And the Pirates with two chances to at least get Owen Daffer within field goal range to win the ball game. And the offense coming up short, and you know that's just been the uh, that's been the storyline for the last two games and a, you know a few games this year, including that South Carolina game. But uh, like I said earlier, with this defense that we have right now, that's flying to the ball, creating turnovers, getting pressure, you got to have confidence in this football program going forward the rest of the season, um, and looking to get to that bowl game. I've been impressed with the way that they have. You know, when they talk to us on Mondays and when they, they respond to adversity, like, and I get Kyle's point to where he says you can't let the same team beat you twice. And you're wondering if all these close losses, eventually guys are going to, you know, just say, just maybe stop caring, stop trying, stop working hard. To, I, I don't, I don't think that's this team. I don't think that's this group. And I don't think that that's Mike Houston. I think that, like, uh, after they lost to App State week one, I remember asking Sneed and Harris and those guys about it. And I'm like, man, you work all off season and you bust your tail and then you go out and you lose the game. I mean, how deflating is that? And they were like, well, it just makes us work harder. It makes it exactly. want, want it more. And uh, so I think that uh, I, I, the short turnaround is tough, but I think you'll see them respond well on uh, Thursday night. And uh, got a big opportunity. Opportunity. Opportunity, Chandler. Good bunch. To go out and uh, and win that one, win another one against Temple, and see what happens against Memphis Navy, and uh, try to get to those six wins. I mean, there's been plenty of chances, especially for this you know team to lay down and and just not care, uh, especially against South Carolina. You're up 14 to nothing. You ended up losing that game 17 to 14. I mean, offensively that's frustrating. Defensively that's frustrating. And there's you know, but they come back each week. They work hard, and we're seeing you know week in and week out we're in games having a chance to win and defensively man i mean you know they have had a lot of pressure on them especially with the offense not producing like we expect them to um but for them to come back each week and just dominate and and put us in ball games is just phenomenal to see and and again we're not like saying this is a a moral win it's not it is a big old fat l and it's frustrating because how do you feel when our defense is on the field? Think about that. And then how do you feel when our offense is on the field? Personally, I'm kind of terrified that we're going to turn the ball over, yeah. get sacked, fumble the ball. So, like, late in that game, I was just – I felt even though Houston had the ball, I felt better about winning when our defense was on the field. Yes. And that it's not – that shouldn't – And that is a different emotion that we have had in the – past couple of years it shouldn't be that way and uh it stinks that it is that way but that's where this offense is right now it's just not a lot of confidence that they're going to take the ball and, and move down the field because as uh lj said a moment ago we go through those quarters where it's just nothing just a big nothing burger yeah. houston had one of those nothing burgers the entire second half on offense all right uh 317 uh shirley i'm gonna go last call here or Let's go last call for your calls. It's 218. Things are winding down. If you want to get in, you can do so. 317-1250. We'll be back with more on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show after this. 
You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, back with you on the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. Last call for your calls if you want to get in here on a Sunday morning. Uh, thanks to everyone for calling in tonight and checking us out on Facebook Live and on YouTube. We'll be back with you Thursday evening, 7.30 start time. Bud Light pregame tailgate begins at 3.30 Thursday afternoon, and we'll be with you after the blackout at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Pirates trying to bounce back after two frustrating road losses. Man, going into the year, a lot of folks, if they're being honest, had UCF and Houston as automatic L's. But as I said this week on the show, like the more you watch the Pirates play, the more you see these other teams play, things happen, injuries happen. You say, well, man, we got a shot to win these games. And we had a shot to win both, and we lost both of them uh, to drop to three and four on the year. But chance to get to 500, Pirates are going to be favorites, uh, which they haven't been in a while, coming up on uh, Thursday night when they take on South Florida. South Florida beating Temple today, 34-14, I think I heard that score was. Yeah, the Americans been weird. South Florida beating Temple, Temple beating Memphis. Like, everybody's kind of beating up on each other outside of three teams. Uh, Cincinnati, SMU, and Houston. Those are the cream of the crop right now. And uh, the Pirates still have to play one of those teams in uh, Cincinnati, the last game of the regular season. Uh, let's get our Brown and Wood drive of the game brought to you by Brown and Wood. Serving the Pirate Nation, Eastern North Carolina for over 80 years. Brown and Wood has four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal that you leave a happy customer every time. Brown and Wood on Greenville Boulevard, Greenville, online, brownandwoodauto.com. Drive of the game, Pirates had um, a three-play drive. They had a, was that they had after, a, after Tegan Wilkes uh, – strip fumble no the three-play drive came early in the game uh that ended with the hatfield 40 yarder ah they had a two-play drive that was after the tegan wilk strip uh ailers to omatosha which by the way i guess it's a rule you can't uh throw the ball in the stands although i did see a video this week of a guy playing thursday night who got an interception and went and gave the ball to his mom in the stands is that a penalty did he get flagged for that i don't know um but so i saw on twitter Igo was at the game tweeted uh he threw the ball in the stand so i was thinking in my head he caught the touchdown was excited and just freaking launched it 40 yards into the stands yeah and then i saw the video and he's running in the back of the end zone towards his sideline and there's some pirate fans cheering and he tosses the ball and jogs off and gets a flag now i guess it's a rule and he shouldn't do it but i in my mind, I thought it was a lot worse than what he actually did. I mean, if it's a rule, you can't do it. But I didn't feel like he did anything at all egregious at all there. So, and Mike Houston was chewing him out, uh, probably because I'm assuming it is a rule and it's been discussed because of the way Houston reacted to him. Yeah, I remember when they showed the replay. I was expecting him as soon as he got up from catching the touchdown pass to just either fling, fling it. it throw it just absolutely yeah. sling it out of the uh out of the stadium but he started to run and we were sitting there thinking all right when does he throw it when when does he toss it in the stands and he lightly tosses it into that group of ecu fans and then uh and then you, you it, mike houston was pissed because oh, he was pissed they tied it up and it was late in the game and you give them better field position right. so i mean you can't have a penalty like that i just thought it wasn't necessarily that bad but 
there's a lot of rules we don't agree with, but we got to follow them, I guess. Um, did I even get to our drive of the game? It was the six-play, 71-yard drive that ended with a Holt Naylor's quarterback sneak that came after a big pass play to Sneed that got him to the one, I believe. Yep. Uh, six plays, 71 yards, two minutes, 40 seconds. The Pirates scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter in one minute and 16 seconds. Wow. So I uh, got the touchdown, immediately got the turnover, got the score, and came back just like that. And, uh, man, the uh, the Pirates' defense deserves every helmet sticker, game ball, whatever. They gave up the play in overtime, but they gave this team more than enough chances to win to get back in the game there in the second half. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Is it over? Yeah, this uh, this day is over. It has come we're, to an end. We're, we're ending the show. <laughs> Shirley, Shirley, out music. Out music. Playing. <laughs> All right, Clip. Let's close this out. All right. Again, nobody can hear this, right? So when that guy called in, did he really think we were having issues? Yeah. I don't think uh, he, he was. was like, the, I was a little confused. I don't think he was in on the joke. All right. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks uh, thanks for being you. Thanks to Tiebreakers for the awesome post-game food. And uh, we'll be back with you Thursday at 3.30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. For Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and the ghost of Billy Weaver, who was too late for Precious to come in. We'll see you Thursday. I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. You have been listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.